This is Learning Innovation, the teaching and learning podcast, also known as LittlePod. We are created by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation, located in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. In the spirit of equity, diversity and inclusion, and Nitsitapi Simstan, or real thinking, we play host to a spectrum of guests from the teaching and learning community. As we highlight and explore innovation in education, we hope to kindle warm conversations, expand perspectives, and foster lasting partnerships today, tomorrow, and beyond. The future of learning starts now. Okay, and welcome to episode number 42 of The Little Pod. Today we're discussing an innovative peer-to-peer mentorship initiative getting developed by Lethbridge College's Learning Cafe and Student Affairs. Our guests are all from Lethbridge College. We have Laura Code, Integrated Support Specialist and Academic Writing Strategist, Elizabeth Aramenko, Academic Strategist for Math and Science, and Kelly Berry, Coordinator of First Year Experience. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Donna. Hi. Hello. So, Laura, can you tell us a little bit about this mentorship initiative? How does it work? Sure. Um, so, the Peer Mentorship Initiative is its focus and like potential outcome is to help support first year students or new incoming students um, new to Lethbridge College. Um, so, we will be assigning a first year student with a second year more experienced student. Um, for their mentor and mentee kind of roles. Um, We will do our best to make those pairings based off a program. However, because of the way the project has kind of evolved, there are some separate branches that are happening um, that are unified in purpose, but kind of look unique and are more customized just depending on um, what the needs of those programs or those certain um, groups were. But we plan to start with CJ, um, and that's more Kelly Berry's area, and she'll talk more about that later. And then and yeah. CJ being criminal justice. Yes. Um, and then we also plan to start with, so Elizabeth and I will be starting mostly with the Kodiaks. Um, and then we also have Nisa that's very interested and possibly some stuff with international students. Um, we'll allow students to select if they want to be matched according to program, um, but we'll also have a variety of other things that they can choose to identify with, and we'll do our best to kind of make the pairings according to their preference. Um, So that's kind of, that list is a bit larger, but for the most part, that's kind of how it will start in the fall. Um, There will be some initial, like, training where they'll do mentor and mentees will all meet together for that first initial kind of training slash icebreaker get to know each other Um, they'll set some goals after that it'll probably be like the interactions with the mentor and the mentees will be really up to that pairing so um with you know an expectation of at least reaching out a handful of times but that could look like group get togethers mentor and a couple mentees it could look like some more individualized support Um, It could look like email interactions, just a variety of things, depending on really what those pairings, their first contact and what they think works best for them. 
Um, we will facilitate three specific events throughout the year, and those events will be really focused on just building community and building connection, a sense of belonging, um, yeah, and just identifying that that first year coming in to a new institution can be tricky for some, and we just basically want to be a, a friend-to-friend interaction. That sounds really wonderful. And when was the seed for this idea planted? Um, well, I'll share when it was planted for me. I think each of us have different reasons why. Um, so my previous experience in the college was in K-12, and I worked at a charter school, specifically in Calgary, and there were middle school, high school, and elementary campuses. And so we had a program where we kind of helped that transition from elementary to middle school and then middle school to high school, where they basically kind of the similar idea um, and the similar focus. And so when I started working here, I thought, what does Lethbridge College have that does kind of the same thing to help those new and incoming? Um, and then I went down a rabbit hole of research in the fall. And that's kind of where the seed was planted. I also just have, just from other experiences with other even community and religious groups I've been part of, there was always like a program where we had somebody assigned to somebody and they basically just were there to check in to make sure things were okay. So just kind of thinking about how how helpful that was for me in my life, that's kind of where the seed was planted. And then as soon as I started doing research, discovering that so many institutions offer these types of programs and just thinking, Lethbridge College needs this, let's do this. And Kelly and Elizabeth, did you want to jump in on that? Mm-hmm. So um, Student Affairs was approached by Kate Rigo, the chair of um, Justice, and they saw a need for for first-year incoming students to have a little bit of extra help and just get through that transition period. And, and in conversations with their second-year students, realized that a peer mentorship program would be extremely beneficial to, to helping those students. Okay, so that's interesting that it, it kind of grew organically in a couple different ways. Right. Yeah, and then for me, my school experience wasn't that long ago. So I heard that Laura was doing this initiative through the Learning Cafe, and I figured that I could probably bring some very recent experience into it because peer mentorship, although maybe it wasn't called that or it wasn't didn't have that specific title, it was such a huge part of my, a lot of years (laughs) of schooling. So um, I just figured that if every student could have the opportunity to have some sort of peer support, it would just be so beneficial. So I heard about the idea and I was like, can I please join? Let me in on that and I'll do what I can to help. Oh, that's wonderful. And so how are each of you involved? Maybe uh, we'll start with you, Elizabeth. Yeah, so I think that we all kind of share both similar and unique roles in the project. Um, It's a very collaborative effort. We're all working together because we have a very similar goal and outcome and, you know, um, need or want for the students in the end. So I guess specifically my role right now is just bringing that recent student experience into the project and just um, pulling from that. And um, yeah, I'm just here to support in any way. So, yeah, I'm sure that you guys want to speak to that more. Um, yeah, it's been great having, you know, the collaborative collaboration between the three of us. 
and running ideas off each other. Um, my role is strictly with the justice program. So working to implement that program for fall. And um, it's been great to have the resources from Elizabeth and Laura just to grow this initiative. Yeah. And I think um, I would just echo, like, it just feels like we're just kind of a team all together, um, really with the same passion and excitement for the idea of mentorship from with student to student. So um, specifically, I suppose my role is mostly our focus right now is the Kodiaks um, and kind of getting that one up and going. But just also once we were kind of given the green light to kind of make it more institutional, um, just making sure that it's promoted and it's um, it starts out effectively in the fall, just getting all those things set up and running. Um, but then also, yeah, working with um, Elizabeth and Kelly, just we all just kind of work together on it. I think it's pretty awesome. And so you've you've mentioned the um, the starts in the fall, and there's a number of programs that are going to be involved in this first. Um, initiative um, of the program. Um, was there a reason that these programs were chosen as the trials? Um, well, the Kodiaks honestly just made sense because we have made, we've built relationships um, in the Learning Cafe with the Kodiaks through a program that was initially and still is um, facilitated by Andrew Dirksen and that program is called CAST. So Elizabeth and I both had experience helping Andrew with CAST and built relationships with Kodiaks that way, um, especially with Todd. Todd Coughlin is the manager of athletics um, so he kind of has been, we've been in, well, we are in close communication with him and he has been kind of our, um, cheerleader of trying to explain all this to the Kodiaks. So, yeah. And, and so it just kind of seemed like a natural fit. Um, also we saw the Kodiaks as kind of being an, a, you know, a unique group in the sense that they, um, come in with a different, expectation for you know all the extra things that they do aside from just their general courses and stuff like that um so it just kind of felt like a good fit and then as word spread people just kind of came to us more like we've heard that this is happening how can we be a part of it um yeah like we had an idea of target groups that we wanted to help but but yeah that's kind of where we started with the Kodiak and then mm -hmm. yeah the justice was um really stemmed from their their need to help their students persist, you know, beyond that first year. And um, current students realizing that they would be able to reach out and help and share their experiences. Yeah, it's always great when programs approach you because then you really know, yeah, there's a need for that. That's wonderful. Um, Elizabeth, did you want to add to that? No, I think Laura captured it well, just that student athletes essentially have a very unique position when they come to the college they have their academics but they also have the whole athlete component on top of it so there there's a lot there's a lot to transition into so having someone there to support them that's already been through that or been through that transition we figured was just a really great um, program to start with and a great way to kind of get the ball rolling with peer mentorship and honestly Todd's great he's been great to work with he's been very on board so it's been helpful in that sense too, getting a lot of leadership and guidance from him when when we've been yeah implementing it with the Kodiaks. 
And so why is peer-to-peer mentorship so important for both mentors and mentees? <laughs> we were, <laughs> we're uh, definitely on board with those reasons, the three of us, but um, we were chatting earlier and it's, it's really important for students who are new to campus um, in building those relationships and creating that sense of belonging to campus and you know, just the ability to have someone else to support you through those, you know, first challenging months of post-secondary. For peers, for our second-year students, um, they get an opportunity to really use their skills um, that they're building being a peer mentor and transfer them to the workforce. So building soft skills and, and I guess learning about themselves too. Okay, yeah. So it's more than just about sort of feeling good and helping someone. They're they're building some skills that they can take with them into their employment. Right. Yeah, and as far as the mentor goes, that's kind of, um, I mean, most of these branches are going to be volunteer kind of. Um, and so their takeaway is just building those soft skills, right? Like we have the student core competencies, um, the receiving those badges and um, along with just kind of feeling good about being a good friend and being a good support. But um, I did it like I constantly reading articles and researching, well, just reading articles for enjoyment in the beginning. A lot of it was research and understanding the purpose behind why it's so effective in higher ed. And um, it really does help with retention. It really does help with um, like the three main themes were retention, GPA, and also just building a sense of belonging. So that's kind of, I mean, and that works for both mentor and mentees. They're both going to get that out of it. Like it just, there's something to be said about feeling like you're all on the same team, walking onto campus and feeling that way. Um, And it's kind of effects on the rest of your day and the rest of your semester. Yeah, I think that those are the main definitely um, points that we're hitting with peer mentorship. But I think it's always really surprising how many doors mentorship can open for an individual, whether you're a mentee or a mentor. So as a mentee, you learn tons of new information or about different experiences at the college or different avenues that you maybe never thought of. Maybe it's a program that you didn't know about. Like, I think you can just really get someone thinking and just show both sides, mentee and mentor, like beyond what their realm of thought is currently. And it just, like I said, opens so many new doors. You meet so many new people. You just don't know where it's going to take you. And having that on your resume when you're going into a job, someone sees mentorship and they're like, oh, wow, like this is, you know, traits that show leadership or communication. So it's just just another yeah, way of exploring, essentially. That sounds really fantastic. And so are there other um, residual benefits that you're hoping to see as well? I think Elizabeth had a, a great answer to this. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to being a student not that long ago, but we all agreed on it. Um, So I think one of the really big things, one of the residual um, benefits that we're hoping for is normalizing that the first year experience as a student is hard and that like that's a normal non-taboo thing. So I think that, you know, we kind of don't really talk about it. We talk about it in passing. We joke about it maybe with our friends or colleagues, but at the end of the day, 
going to college for the first time is not easy. There's a different expectation. You're meeting new people. There's just, there's so much happening. So I think having that peer connection or a peer mentorship pair will just help normalize that, hey, I've been there. I know exactly what you've been through. It's normal and that's okay. And we can like work on strategies to get through that together. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And for many first year students, maybe it's their first time away from home. So so the changes are big. Yeah. And we, like Elizabeth brought that up and it's, we could all agree. Like I remember my first year experience. Um, I, it was hard. It was tough. I burnt out. I was a different person after that, had to really readjust all these things that I thought I could conquer and the map that I had laid out for my, you know, degree or whatever. So, um, it was a really good point. Another thing that I, I think is a a residual that I'm hoping would happen is just like, being able to hear more from the students as well. So like we'll be checking in with these groups. Um, It's a nice space to hear what their needs are, right? Um, So that we can figure out what they need and how we can support them and what else we can add to not just peer mentorship, but just like supports in general. So I think I'm hoping that would be a residual. It's not the main like you know, focus, but it could happen. It's just another space for student voices um, as we gather feedback from the mentors and ask how things are going. Mm -hmm. I think that feedback piece from our um, mentors will be really important in helping us grow this initiative and, and making it the best that it can be just from their input. So, um, and I'll, I'll maybe put this out to Laura first, but feel free to jump in, Kelly and Elizabeth. Um, have there been any challenges during the development and, well, I guess you're not quite into the implementation, but that will be coming? Yeah, we're not sure what the implementation <laughs> challenges are going to be. Um, I think that there haven't necessarily been any big challenges, but a lot of learning you know, moments, a lot of things that have helped us learn things um, along the way. Um the biggest one, I mean, we hear this a lot, time has been tricky because, um, so for example, we might have came up with some ideas together as a team of what we kind of thought the vision would be and how this would work. And then we'll meet with a group and then we hear their story and we hear what's going on with that specific program. And then we have to come back to the drawing table and kind of like, okay, what did we learn from that Um, Because we really want it to make sense and we really want it to work for the students. And so, I mean, you have to work with the students to figure that out. So that, I don't know if that's necessarily like, it hasn't really been a challenge or been frustrating or anything, but it's definitely been where it slowed things down a bit, which is great. Um, It's given us time to kind of reflect and then... um, readjust like how what's going to make sense like even with the Kodiaks we're just like in the process of starting to recruit them and that has gone from you know a week to three months based off of what's going on with the Kodiaks lives right and having to be having to make sense of like what makes sense for them right because um, we don't want it to be just another thing we want them to see that the purpose of it so um, and then throughout kind of creating those branches um just making sure our purpose is central again not it hasn't really been hard but it's something that we've had to learn and grow through if that makes sense um so we have all these little branches that might be starting in these little pockets that might be starting and um kelly just even recently shared an article with us to kind of like it was 
you know, to help us understand how all that can still come together with the same purpose and outcome and, and whatnot. Yeah. So it sounds like there's some structure, but there's also flexibility within it. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely, as we go through our interviews with Peer Mentor for um, Criminal Justice, we're learning a lot of things as we go and answering a lot of questions that we maybe didn't think about previous. And so incorporating a lot of that learning as we go has been really great as well. So are there any interesting insights um, that you've all experienced while working on this mentorship initiative? And and maybe we can start with you, Elizabeth. Yeah, I think Laura kind of talked about it as one of maybe the challenges or um, learning curves. But I think that one of the biggest things that I've taken away so far is that every group of students or individual students has their own unique experience and needs. So finding a way to cater to those specific groups is something that you have to collaborate a lot with and like ask different, you know, um, leaders within the Lethbridge College community about. And I think that just gathering that information and going and sitting and reflecting on it, even though it might not align with what you thought would be best, I think it's just I've learned that it's so valuable that that collaborative nature, that talking with what the actual needs are rather than just what we think they are has been um, a huge aha moment for me. And I've taken that um, a lot throughout a lot of the experiences that I've had in my life recently and reflected on it. And it's it's been a huge, yeah, growth moment for me. And I think taking that forward throughout peer mentorship is going to be really important as it grows and develops. Yeah, I would agree. My um, my insight has definitely come from my my own daughter who's here and has gone through that first year experience. So kind of watching it through her eyes has been really enlightening. And I mean, I work here, I can help her, you know, try and navigate the system, but it's just not the same if it's, you know, as what as it would be coming from a from a peer. Yeah. And for me, some of the um, I've had lots of aha moments like along the way, sometimes it's just, I'm listening to the news and they're talking about an initiative and I'm like, that sounds just like peer mentorship. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is something like as a, as a society, maybe it's just because of after COVID and something, but like everywhere we're really craving connection. We really need to get back to that connection. Um, And some of us don't know where to start and don't know how. And so as I'm, you know, working on this for almost 10 months now, just a lot of those aha moments kind of outside the institution. Um, And then it's kind of like what Elizabeth was saying, like lots of learning along the way. Anytime you learn something, you're like, oh, okay. Um, So meeting with, we've had an opportunity to meet with two other institutions and meet with the leads and those institutions that do a mentorship program and listening to them, it was just so many takeaways where, you know, cause they've done it for, you know, some of them 15 years and it's just right. And then, um, one of those institutions was SAIT and we felt like we could um, relate so much to what SAIT does like Lethbridge college could. Um, so yeah, a lot of those aha moments were kind of in those experiences. So Kelly, you mentioned something with having your daughter, attend the college here and hearing it, um, you know, even though you work here, hearing it from someone else sort of means something more. And so I'm curious, is there something about hearing advice or information that comes from 
appear um, that makes it different, even if it's the same advice or the same information um, than if it came from, you know, faculty or staff. And I'll, and I'll throw that out to, to all three of you. You know, I think for students, it's about being able to see themselves in this environment and they can do that through their peers. Um, there's that, you know, sense of connection to someone that they can relate to and have things in common with. Yeah, I actually, I was sharing with um, Elizabeth and Kelly that I'd read an article and I apologize. Um, I didn't, I haven't found, I don't remember which exact one it was, but they specifically were talking about um, at this, inst- it, it was a college or a university and they had done some research trying to understand all the benefits of peer mentorship. And one of them was um, the fact that students just trust their peers more than, and it's not that they, the the study didn't show that they didn't trust instructors. It was just, they compared it to, in the article, they compared it to like when you go to select a computer. Um, you go into a computer store and the salesman approaches you and you you tell him your needs and they then provide you with a couple different products that would work. And there's something psychologically in our minds, whether it's conscious or not, um, where we question because they're a salesman. And so what we end up doing is asking our peers. So we ask friends, we ask family, um, we might do our own research, but we generally tend to go to somebody who we feel like is the same as us or experiencing what we're experiencing and then just trust their insights a bit more. Um, and so they kind of were assessing that in a, a higher ed situation and they found that peer mentorship was really helpful with that. So what they did end up doing, and I thought it was super interesting, um, is they had the instructors and the the mentors work really closely so that instructors could help the mentors communicate important information because they they saw right away that students listened to the mentors um, for whatever reason. And yeah, so I mean... There is a difference. There's a different kind of like level, like what Kelly's saying, just relatability. But then there's this psychological piece where it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm going through. And so I'm going to trust what your advice is just a little bit more. And I think it comes kind of full circle, too, because if we look at um, students who haven't yet decided on an institution, they're relying on their peers for for that input. So then when they actually decide and then arrive here, it just makes sense that they would also rely on that same peer support too help them through. And and Elizabeth, for you, with your more recent experience, um, having been a student, maybe you can add to that as well. Yeah, no, everything you say, I'm like, yeah, that's spot on. I can totally relate to that. And um, yeah, I think it just is the student experience. It just seems so much more close to home if you're already going through that. Like a, for me, my supervisor during my master's, they just seem so far removed from what I was doing because, you know, they hadn't done it in X number of years, right? So it just, it, although they know exactly what I'm going through, it just didn't seem as close to home for them. So then that's when I would confide in my peers because they were going through the same things. They were having the same problems with their supervisors. They were having the same levels of stress. They were applying to the same program. So just being able to confide in someone that was going through an identical experience and feeling those same emotions. It was just nice to know that, you know, there was someone else that was feeling the exact same way. And um, just like you kind of build a sense of connection based off of that. So no, everything that you guys said is like spot on. (laughs) So what is the hope 
for the future. I, I think we've touched on that, but but where do you see all of this going? What is what is the hope? Um, so I guess, you know, a unified response would just be that our entire institution supports a peer mentorship program um, right from, you know, the program areas to whatever personalized experiences that students are asking for. We almost all got like goosebumps as soon as they were like, yeah, let's grow this. Like it doesn't just have to be the criminal justice and the Kodiaks. Let's let's do it. It was just I remember that day we were all just like, wow, this is great because um, wouldn't it be great? You know, every new every new student to Lethbridge College, just having that opportunity to ask a friend, you know, what they need to do next. Right. A friend who's been there, done that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Elizabeth, I guess for you, you're kind of you're new in in at the college and in this career, so it must be a very exciting initiative to be part of. Yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah, what I want to spend my time on. It's what I think we're all passionate about. So, I think that just like adds fuel to pushing it forward and getting it out to more students because we're all just very um, here to back it and want to see it be successful because we want to see our students be successful. So if people are interested, how can they follow along with the development of the peer-to-peer mentorship initiative? So in the um, beginning, like new student orientation time, there will be a lot more information about how to apply to become a mentor and how to apply to become or how to apply for a mentee. Unless, like, like I said, for the most part, we're going to work on having all the new incoming. Um, so there's always that to keep an eye out for. Um, and we're in the process of working on that material. We're also in the process of working on our creating our, you know, training handbooks and, and those types of things. Um, but yeah, so that would probably be a good way to follow along. We're going to probably um, be providing a lot more information more middle of August, um, just so that it's timely, because we all know that students are, some of them are now ready to go into their summer and take a break and not... Um, you know, they'll be ready to kind of focus more on school towards that time. But yeah, that's kind of. Will there be somewhere on on uh, one of the websites that um, people can look for more information or updates? Yeah, we're, I guess we're in the middle of creating all of those pieces right now. So um, as we sort of decide, you know, which mentorship programs are going to live where, then we'll be able to provide more of that information, like Laura said, probably August. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a very interesting learning about this initiative, and it really sounds very exciting. So uh, I look forward to following it and finding out how everything has run. And I'm sure you'll have further learning as you go through the process. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you for hosting us today. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're always happy to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host, and Laura Code, Elizabeth Aramenko, and Kelly Berry as guests. Jordana Gagnon was our producer. Ryan Robinson was our sound technician and editor. Thank you also to Janice Michelle, Daryl Benebeck, Kelsey Jansen for their ongoing support and expertise. Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation and recorded on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. For more episodes, head to our website, learninginnovation.ca, 
And thanks for listening and take care.